When he got on a plane in Portland, Oregon last night, he was just another passenger who gave his name as D.A. Cooper. According to some estimates, we cannot track $2.3 trillion in transactions. I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Thank, Thank you. you. Now watch this drive. Position make you rich. I don't, I don't have that type of riches. My riches is life. Bob, how important is, uh, is the ganja? Fucking A. Best intro in the game. Welcome to Raw Dog with Anthony Johnson. We've got a fucking great show going. I've got a little bit of stuff he knows. Thank you for putting up with that. We're going in today. We've got a man who has entered the Israeli border and been uh, detained by the guards, the border guards. Um, a man who is a cosmopolitan, overall, uh, I would say, eccentric. I'm going to be a little bit eccentric. Uh, and not in a bad way. This guy is good. He, um, he's the chief editor and owner of Go With The Flow Travel. Um, he's got a blog there. Um, some more content. He's got uh, videos as well, so check that out. We got a great interview here. Thank you for tuning in. Welcome. All right, I would like to welcome a wonderful guest, the chief editor of Go With The Flow Travel and a cosmopolitan and traveler like Matthew Jennings. Hello, hello. What's going on, man? Hey, I'm just cutting up some tomatoes. About to throw a bag salad together because I'm too lazy to cut the other veggies. Making some rice. Fuck yeah. I mean, we've got a cooking show and uh, an interview all in one. Yeah, don't mind me. All right, all right. Well, Matthew, um, yeah, fuck, man. I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think. Like, we've got some spicy topics, like, absolutely spicy for sure. And, like, some I didn't say like controversial, but uh, I guess I guess first question would be, what uh inclined you like? What was uh I guess the wanderlust? What triggered the wanderlust? Uh, well, to be quite honest with you, my wanderlust was triggered um, by you know the first time I ever started learning a foreign language, which was the German language. And I started learning the German language because of this uh, girl that I um, ended up dating in high school, my senior year of high school. And after that, I took a, a trip uh, to uh, Europe and practiced my German that I studied in the U.S. for a little bit. And I just had such a good time uh, speaking the language and, you know, like learning how they use the language in different like contexts and stuff. It was a lot of fun. So after that, I got a involved and interested in other languages and then I went to other places and yep that's pretty much how I started out language languages okay and was it the like the interest in like did you have just merely like a fascination with the German language at the time or it triggered like the spiral towards uh like even like even your school choice like you know what I mean like um would you say like no i don't think that had a huge impact uh i you know i kind of started with german as kind of this side thing and it was also something i was doing um with this girl i really like you know she taught me so i had a lot of uh, exposure to the language and a lot of free practice in front of me you know so i just uh because i like talking to her and hanging out with her anyway i just i guess took advantage of that situation and practiced the language a little bit you know practice the language and uh, many other things i'm sure oh many other you know we I mean, learned German, a lot we learned a lot yeah i mean absolutely <laughs> fucking a um i would i mean yeah man and then uh and then this all this kind of spiraled into blogging and you ending up teaching arabic for a bit um what's the consensus on uh you know you moved to uh i believe the kingdom of jordan and visited uh Egypt and 
many other places, Cyprus. I mean, the list goes on. Right, right. Uh, so what was your question specifically? I guess my question would be, what uh, shifted your focus from, you know, a place like Germany to, let's say, the Middle East and more of your exploration there? Um, so, like my trip... Don't mind me, just... Pardon? Just hitting a bowl right now. Just, uh, oh, you're good, you're good. Um, so, you know, this is also another conversation about languages. So, when I ended my trip in Germany and Austria, my freshman year of college, uh, I took Arabic um, for a year. And that, I mean, the language is just so fascinating. You know, you have so many noises that um that you don't have in english and i i had to learn at least like 12 new consonants mm -hmm. and the vowel system is quite simple but i had to learn like 12 new consonants and it took a lot of uh work and it took a, a lot of uh, time training my mouth muscles to be able to like reproduce that sound in different uh, tone um not tones but in different uh volume levels different intensities uh, with how hard the the, yeah. uh, the consonant is the consonant is pronounced, um, so it really has taught me a lot, especially about linguistics too. I mean, you have a language here that is so vastly different from English, and just the syntax altogether is just. A... I mean, I can't imagine something like much more different than like English, other than maybe Goblin. You know. Oh, I don't know anything about Goblin. It sounds fascinating though. You know, like you know, Tyler the Creator is like third album or something yeah for sure did he yeah language i would definitely say i mean dude he has he cry has for help like... more like I mean, <laughs> the uh cry for help is what i, I mean is that language in fact yeah you know tyler's a, you know they call him what do they call him uh horrorcore but uh you know he's just a little sadistic he's just got his own way of expressing his thoughts you know you can have a you can have a mind like that, you know. I mean, Goblin, you could probably call Goblin. I'm secretly a bottom. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's probably what that is. I mean, yeah, man, like you know. Mission. Yeah, for sure, man, dude. He's he's. Oh yeah, sorry, we got a got a little off topic there. Oh yeah. So what uh what um, I guess uh, I mean you're a practicing Muslim, mm -hmm. as I know it, right? Yep. Um, I guess what infatuated you, or maybe that's not the right word. What drew you to the Islamic faith, and um, I guess to the region, um, people, and what like what made you fall in love? Fall in love with the culture, or the religion, or the, the well, the people? Middle East with uh, you know what I mean, with the people, with like what. I guess it'd be hard to put in words, but you you know what I'm saying, like, right? I mean, yeah, no, I got you. I mean, but you're asking, you know, a huge. I guess, I guess I'll start with saying. I'll go on a tangent, man. We don't care. Oh. For sure. Um. I mean, we're 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 going to have Elon Musk on the program. Really? <laughs> yes, dude. We have to get Elon Musk on here at some part or at some time. Absolutely. And, and if you're listening to this, if you know Elon Musk, if you know someone who knows Elon Musk, uh, just send him this and tell him he needs to get on the Raw Dog show with Anthony Johnson. Because we, we take it Raw Dog. We go hard. We, uh, Daddy brings hammer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's what that's what we're all about. And, uh, you know, we can crash his stocks a little bit more. We'll we'll smoke a few bowls. I'll have him hit the bong for real. Not that fake hit. That deep fake oh, that we've been seeing. That around. is a deep fake, dude. They're just trying, they're trying to get out, of, fake. get out of stocks, bro. That's what it is. We all know Elon Musk is a Dude, that's the real guy. conspiracy. That's the real conspiracy going on. In fact, Jeffrey Epstein didn't even exist. Have you seen that? Uh, you know, Epstein didn't I, exist. I think that... Um, that I, I wouldn't be surprised if some kind of community like that existed, but you know, I mean, just because you, know, you got a community oh, for, sure. for that shit's like bro. control, guaranteed controlled opposition. 
when shit like really starts hitting the fan, like real news comes out, you'll always see like, something will come up. You know what I mean? Like someone Fuck will say in. something that just yeah. People ridiculous. will will take people will take. 9-11 was an inside job, and it'll be turned into, like, the fucking buildings were holograms, and the planes were... You know what I mean? Like, what? Yeah, I mean, just, just, uh, I I think, you know, like, they've got some very, uh, creative, they've got some, uh, very vivid and vast imaginations here in this country, uh, and, uh, I think that, uh, these, Im- oh, oh yeah, and these imaginations, you know, they, they live in, they live in the mind, brother, and this is, and this is where it all happens, dude. They live in the mind. Dude, for sure. And a lot of it is also, maybe not just happening in the mind, happening in some controlled setting somewhere. Like, you know what I mean? Like, propaganda place. Like, like, so the, like some ministry of propaganda, I bet. Not that it would be called that probably right now, but you know what I mean. Dude, you know, could be. I'm not, I'm not. Not to, not to get too tinfoil hat on you, but. All right, so, yeah, back to, uh. Back to conversation. The Middle East, your respect for the culture, your your finding of religion and God, and uh, yeah. All right. Well, I, I guess I'll start by saying, you know, I don't mind living in the Middle East. Um, and there's one reason, or one big reason. It's not the biggest, nor on the list of the biggest, but um, but certainly something I take into account and. It, it's just comfortable being there. I mean, you, the climate is dry heat, and I like the heat, and I like dry air, and I like the desert. Um, so it's not. I mean, there's a, a lot of shrubbery and a lot of trees. There's a lot of forest in some areas, but um, oases too. And I bet there's like an overwhelming sense of community in a place like that. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, they're a lot more uh, communitarian in general from what I experienced when I uh, stayed over there. Like, th- there's a yeah, lot might, more connected, you know? Yeah. I mean, some might compare it to how the United States was maybe, say, in the 50s, 40s. I mean... Obviously vastly different, but I mean in that in the sense that communities were held together by scripture religion and uh you know a a fellow a fellowship uh as it were i certainly do think that religion is more part of it of the daily life uh and part of the kind of culture that stems from uh religion becoming culture because you know like just because you have a more religious place doesn't mean there aren't secular people um so this no but it seems to be a common theme right and uh it's just um that yeah yeah there are more religious areas there's a wide and vast diversity of uh theology within the uh, islamic i guess ideosphere um throughout all the islamic lands in the world for sure can you uh list off the places you've been? Uh, you mean in the Middle East, uh, as specific to the topic we're we're discussing now, or? Uh, I. That I mean, yeah, I, I guess. Tell me about I guess the countries you've been to in the Middle East and like, what unique representations, uh, of them you experienced for yourself. Yeah, so, I can't like I so I haven't studied anything about some of the cultures and the specifically some of the cultures I've, I stayed in. So I can't really comment on the group as a whole, but I can comment on. Oh no, I'm saying I'm talking about just your personal. I'm not saying that you're like to generalize uh, the whole country, but I mean your experience. Cause a lot of people, I mean, my, like these people just some like, like, like your average Applebee's customer. No, <laughs> again, well, well, I mean, there's people I've talked to that wouldn't step foot in the desert. You know what I mean? Let alone go to the Middle East or anywhere even close to. Like, they probably don't even know where half of these places are. Um, 
Yeah, you know, I mean, I guess if I'm, I'm going to comment on that, I, I guess it seems... I mean, Iran is a, is a statement they made back in high school when the, it was the last time they did it. <laughs> it's like, Iran, yeah, okay. I got you. Just fucking getting some fucking goat shit together. But yeah, man, uh, so I've been to, so to get back to the topic, I've been to Egypt, and I've spent, I think, two months of my life there. I've been to Jordan, and I spent four months there. And I've been to uh, Israel and Palestine, and I was only there for a couple of days um, in those territories and areas. But that's really it. And, you know, when I, I'm heading, you know, I'm planning on going back to the Middle East this summer, and I plan on going, as of now, to Turkey, uh, back to Egypt. I might end up in Emirates for a while, and then I might end up back in Jordan, and I uh, will be in Lebanon for a little while too. So these are just countries I'll be visiting. But uh, to talk about the experience, you know, experiences I've already had, I think that, I mean, Egypt, this is a fun one. Egypt is a place where I go and I just like chill out, and that's what I did. Because, you know, I was only there for a couple of weeks and I didn't have to, like, get a job or anything. So I just traveled around and chilled. I ate street food. Yeah, because when people think of the desert, they No, think, no, chill. I mean, you know, like, it's we're heating up out there, bro. And, you know, like, people are. Yeah, oh, dude. It's, it's heated, oh, yeah. Dude, for sure. It's fucking heated as, heated as hell, dude. That's real heated, bro. You know, you got heat. Heat on the ground, heat uh heat in the the ideology conflicts, heat in in all sorts of things, man. It's a great metaphor. So a very good analogy, in fact, actually. Oh, wonderful, bro. Dude, we're just bringing fucking, we're just bringing grand, groundbreaking content. Yeah, you know, I think that uh, no one has mimicked the quality of. I mean, I just called. I just called my grandmother and she she heard about this interview. You don't you don't have yeah. it? Yeah. No, I don't. Tell me. She had an aneurysm and died. Wow. She she must have been She little, she fucking she collapsed on the floor. Excited? Yeah, I don't dude, I don't know. Well it's very it's disappointment very unfortunate that happened. Maybe even. that's my fucking grandma too. I think we need to go to the hospital, bro. Yeah, if yeah, if people didn't know, yeah, we're we're cousins. Uh so Yes, that uh, that helps to get the interview interview with uh, a cosmopolitan, as it were. Oh yeah, you know. Uh, no, this uh, this man's done some incredible things. In fact, yes, but uh, just you know, I... we've 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 gone completely off track again. Oh, always, dude. Always, but, dude. You know. Yeah, I always not a problem though. It's more content. It's more content. We give we give the people what they love here. The... My minions know. Um. They eat it up. Yeah. I hand them little spoons, some sporks, like some, you know, reusable stuff that, uh, you know, no Corona, no. Well, fuck yeah, dude. I'm glad that you base like your stuff, man. You know, that's the important, uh, important thing in all content production. Yeah. They're, they're excited for, for Elon Musk. We're getting him on the show. I fucking sure hope, man. He will be on the show. Mark my words. He will show up in. SpaceX, the new SpaceX rocket, I guarantee it. Dude, if he does uh, I'll fucking, I'll give you fucking $500. Dude, you'll be in there with him. You'll be wearing a turban every time. I mean. Culture corner? Am I going to be your culture corner? I'm... Dude, you can, you can be, yeah, you can be the culture corner. Oh, yeah. We're going to, we're going to, yeah, we're going to, we're fucking sued by cats. I'm just trying to cut that part out. I don't know. <laughs> I met Theo Vaughn. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know if he'll do that. Yeah. Very nice guy. Very nice guy, Theo. Yeah, man. Theo seemed... Uh... I mean, he, t- he took his time to, like, you know, I mean, engage with the fans. I mean, like, and personally. You know, say hi to the... Say hi to the fans. I appreciate bro. that, for sure. I mean, he's got a lot of fans, you know. He doesn't have time for all y'all. That's true. I mean, I, I mean, like... I thought, like, I just kind of just happened to meet him, like, after, like, one of his shows. Like, he wasn't necessarily, like, 
a lot of people thought he had left. Like, it was only just a couple of us, like, out there, like, just waiting, you know, and then talked to him. Fucking made some jokes. He thought I was, uh, the guy with the baby. Like, because this was back when I had, like, my mullet, kind of, like, yeah. thing. Yeah, I thought it was on the podcast. So that was uh, that was enjoyable to see, like you know, when someone like famous, you know, just comes up and is like, "Yeah, you're the fucking guy," and I, you know, I, then I told him I was dodging child support. Oh god! So you know, there there was yeah, that. That's I'm also modern modern tragedy. Of, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's right, one so yeah, thing you'll see uh, in Islamic yeah. countries: this fucking single parenthood. <laughs> Oh shit! Fucking Matthew Jennings with a with a fucking heated statement with AI. Yeah, I mean yeah, that's yeah, quite, that's gonna make that's, that's gonna melt someone. And you know what? Uh, they they may call me a bigot. They may call me worse than Stalin himself. But I think you know. Uh, I think it's fair to uh, fair to have uh, all sorts of opinions and uh, points on the show. Cause that's what we're about. Uh, we're about diversity. Uh, absolutely, uh, on this. Absolutely, and you know what? It's a damn shame that single parenthood happens. So I mean, much. my body itself is a culture corner. If you think about it, quarter Caribbean. That's what we're. I mean. Yeah, dude. You that dude. You got the, about, you yeah. have, uh, You know, you got you have mixed parents, or your dad's mixed, pretty heavy, I think, right? Heavy like that. Or full. Like, thrown into a stand mixer. Okay. What what is that? I don't get it? Like just just mixed flour, baby. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just just like. Oh. Uh, All right. Shit. Fucking way off the rails. I mean, if this was like so off the rails, this would be there'd be multiple dead in multiple passenger cars. Jeez, man. There would be there would be probably more deaths than the daily COVID. You still there? What's up? Oh, I was wondering if you're still there. My my headphones like made a different noise. Oh, not a problem. All right. Well, yeah. Let's uh let's get back to the topic at hand. For sure. What was the topic at hand? Uh, I guess just like what drew you into the Middle East? You were talking about Egypt. Yeah, man. Egypt. Uh, that's a chill country. You know. The thing was when I first got there, you know, you know, actually, I'll st- so okay. I'm gonna restart. You know, the thing about the Middle East, like, you know, I started off in Egypt. That was my first trip. And what really, like, happened was I, you know, my freshman year, like I said, I took Arabic and I uh, met my professor who was Egyptian. And he said to all the students that if anyone wanted to go to Egypt, I could stay at a place and have, like, a place to stay and food to be made, like, for me, like, home-cooked meals. and. So I was just like, all right, I'm in. So like I saved a grand and a few hundred bucks to stay there for a couple of weeks and uh, bought my grand ticket, yeah. and went there, you know, I spent a couple of weeks there, three, three and a half weeks. And it was pretty chill, man. Three and a half weeks. All right. Mm-hmm. Three and a half weeks. That's, I mean, that's pretty substantial amount of time. I mean, and you've I mean, also, you for know, tourism. Yeah. I mean, most tourists probably go there a week and a half, two weeks. You know, I was definitely just a tourist, so I stayed there long. Stayed there longer. And you also, you also traveled to multiple countries while living in another country. Yeah, that was a couple of years, or that was the year after when I went on study abroad. Um, mm-hmm. So I spent four months in Jordan for my study abroad trip, studying Arabic. And honestly, it was just a really uh, eye-opening experience as uh, one would expect, but um, I really learned a lot about a different culture, just how things operate, you know, and it's like Western standards are, standards aren't the only ones that exist out there. So that was definitely uh, eye-opening, especially coming from a, like a small town like West Branch where there's not a lot of uh, diversity in thought, you know what I mean? Yeah, and anyone who lives in a small town uh, knows what's going on. They know that when I say these words, they their teeth shudder. 
The county fair. Yeah, the fucking county fair. County fucking fair. Oh yeah, I'm shuddering right now. Just the drama. Dude, you remember just it's walking basically around? Facebook in a week. Half, but in person with a bunch of horny dude, teenagers. Dude, hate, dude, Facebook and dude, Facebook in real life. Yeah, it's it's you walking around in a circle, dehydrated and wanting to go home. Is about is about. And your cousin starts dating someone for two days, and then done. They're broke up because she's she was holding hands with another guy the other day. Like yeah, and day. she lives in the city that's uh, only ten miles away, but you don't have a Just... car or anyone to drive you. <laughs> damn it, she lives in fucking Rose City. How am this I gonna go visit her? Damn it, dude. You're just, yeah, you're just fucking. Yeah, my god, dude. My so that god. is the thing that sucks about living. Um. In a rural area with no car. Yeah, you see fucking, you see fucking Hamilton there. He just shows up. I'm your fucking uncle. Yeah. And then you're like, you literally are one grade ahead of me. I remember you when you were born. Uh. You're like, you're like, I'm having a beer with you right now, sir. Like what? Yeah. Like what are you? Like what? Absolutely. I. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sorry if we brought any. Hey, you know what? It's okay. You know, if he uh, he ever shows up again at any place and says hi to me, you know, gotta gotta say hi to the guy. He's. I I come to find. Kind of. I come to find though the people that hate their, where they're from generally hate wherever they are, no matter what. A lot of the time. That's surprise. That's not. I mean, that's that's pretty general to say, but I mean like. There's a lot of people who move and love it and find like their fit. For right? sure. But for just as many of those people, I bet there's like those ones who fucking just are obnoxious. Like you just gotta, you just gotta. You ever work to like retail? Like you get a boomer come in, just fucking lay into you. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. Just, just not satisfied with anything. Yeah, I personally, yeah, no. Uh, you know, I just, I just think you know, you gotta recognize each place here and has. It's ups and it's downs, you know, like West Branch, for example. You know, you got trails, bro. You can go out and trail so easily. It's fun as heck. Like, but you can't do that unless you drive, you know, a lot longer outside of a city. You know what I mean? Dude, I love the small town life. But then, like, you, sometimes you, like, hit the hit up the bar and then there'll be some just sweat-soaked fucking person just trying to like hey, come out in a bonfire you know you girl. <laughs> yeah i don't know man the you're like like the, yeah you know you, you got that like, guy that's how you get... know, that one guy yeah like yeah then you end up like uh i'm not gonna say any names but i know this girl who woke up with someone trying to stick a heroin needle in her arm <laughs> uh. so yeah yeah major problems yeah no comment on that heroin's terrible Bad drug. It didn't know. Yeah, it's it's even worse when it's forcefully gave to you. Yeah, that's just uh, sounds pretty psychopathic to me. I'm have to cut that sound out. Pretty fucking bad, I would say. All right. Yeah. Okay. So you um, have a lot to cut out of this. Mom. You uh. You have a lot to up? cut out of this. Like all these like little that's yeah all fine. these little bridges all, all these little like. Uh, tangents we go on, that's fine. You can cut those. No tangents? No, dude. I'm leaving all of that. Like, the good shit. We said some funny shit. Yeah, leave the funny stuff, like, for comedic relief, but, like, all the stuff that just doesn't really, like, make, have any sense or doesn't, isn't with a to- any sort of, like, topic we actually, that the, the podcast is themed on, you can just kind of cut. No, dude, that's, this podcast is not a non-themed podcast. I might leave, I might even leave all this in it is called Raw Dog with Anthony Johnson. We go balls deep, Tony. Jesus. Um, Jesus. I don't think you know who you The good guy, that, that guy. Who? Christ the uh, Lord. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, um, you had an experience at the Israeli border that was... I would say better than most. Uh, well, dressed in your garb that you walked in with. Yeah, 
you like to elaborate for the, the people? The people want to hear. The people want to know. For sure. Uh, so I went dressed up in Gilbia, is the name. And I basically just walked through the door and paid the exit. No, wait. I, I, I want you to give us the full story. I want to hear about the cab driver. Uh, the cab driver. Like, uh, I remember you telling me about this. Like, the cab driver. Like, you, you were originally going in there, like, on the border. Yeah, bro. I'm not going to talk about the cab driver. Say up. No, we're not going to talk about the cab driver? No. Nope. All right. Nope. He was a Not even though. that he... he mean, but he was rude to me. That he called you Kasomak? Yeah, that's super disrespectful. I don't know if he thought I was Jordanian or, like, Arab or something, but... Like, I was wearing, like, fucking shirt, t-shirt and jeans, like, hat, baseball yeah. cap. Not so. Yeah, yeah, Kasoma. And, uh, and then for the viewers that don't know what that means, would you like to translate it? It's just, it's just a phrase that means your mother's pussy. Yeah, so, this guy was talking mad shit. Alright, so... You're you're rolling in. You're about to you're about to hit the wall or wherever the fuck you're walking to walk into the border. What happens? So yeah, so I walk in, go to the Egyptian side. Not a big deal. Get my exit stamp, whatever. These guys get a laugh because I'm wearing their clothes. They like it. And then I'm going on to the other side, and then I stop on the Israeli side and I go through the service there. And the guy stops me at the window and he's like. You know, I got to get my stamp and, you know, my entry in. He's like, what are you doing in Israel? And I was like, uh, I'm going to Jerusalem and I'm going to do tourism. He's like, oh, interesting. And, you know, he keeps down at where I'm wearing, looks over the window a little bit. A little sniff, but rather with the eyes and the nose. And then he, uh, yeah. And then he, uh, you know, he says, so, sir, uh, we're going to have to ask you to come out here and answer some questions. And then uh, I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, fuck. So he takes, <laughs> oh, shit. He takes all my be... bags. Takes my backpack and my duffel bag and mm. took my, basically my shoes too. Just robbing you. Yeah, he took all my stuff and looked through it and looked through my journal and looked through my phone and looked through my wallet and my computer and just everything, man. Like, but... Yeah. So it's basically like when you go into a casino and fall out in New Vegas and they just gotta take your shit. Oh, yeah, I just like, I just think like, uh, you know, I think that they went, I mean, this isn't an isolated experience, is what I think. Um, but the fact, I mean, I got stopped for like four hours and I got cavity searched too. And, uh, or not cavity searched, that, that's when they like, Search your butthole, right? Okay, that's yeah, happened yeah. to me. Dude, yeah, well, dude, yeah, they probed, they probed Matthew's Jennings, Matthew Jennings' asshole. You heard it here first. Yeah, no, that, that didn't happen, but what did happen was... Jennings' asshole lied. Uh, no, 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 cut that out. Restart. Three, two, one. Yeah, man, like, okay, they didn't cavity search me, but they, uh, they definitely... Like patted me down. That was the correct uh, phrase there. They patted me down and yeah. So then they just made me sit in this chair for a couple hours and then I uh, sat there and I got some funny looks, of course, because I was wearing a fucking robe. Was it the electric chair? Like what? Oh, you know, it's pretty. You know, you it wasn't an electric chair, but I think General Electric uh, was the company that made it. Uh, it's just a little, Generally, just a little stool. Yeah. You kind of sat there and. Um, I just watched people enter the country for fucking hours, and they looked at all my shit and gave it back. Oh, and I got questioned by this Israeli guy that looked like he was like the little bit older than the guy who like is the main character in House, that like doctor show. Oh, okay, yeah. Except this guy had silver hair and round glasses, so he also kind of looked like Steve Jobs. So just like a pilled out 
fucking Steve Jobs searching your anal cavity. I mean, patting you down. Well, I don't know how what drugs, if he was on any drugs, because he worked for his real security on the board, you know. Yeah, but Dr. House was on drugs. That's the uh, that's the point I'm getting at. Oh, fuck. I, you know, I didn't know that. I think he was popping Percocet like fucking Demi Lovato, like just getting in there. Yeah, I had no clue, bro. I didn't know that. I just thought he looked similar. That's it. Yeah. So. Yeah. So they pat you Ask down. Ask me questions, dude. They give you some cigarettes. They give you some fucking... Uh, yeah, they let me smoke some cigs, look at the sea, buy a fucking candy bar. Not a bad time, but I could have been in Jerusalem a lot earlier at my hospital sleeping instead of just staying awake, sitting on a fucking floor. Did they explain their intentions? Did they were they just trying to figure out if you're a spy? No, they're just trying to figure out if I was a radical jihadist. That's all. I'm on. I'm dude. I'm recording a podcast right now. Yeah. Who is no, that? that's that's JP? Oh, it's Nick, dude. Tell uh, tell give Nick a hello for the podcast. Raw dog says hello. Raw dog. Raw dog. Dude, tell him we're gonna have we're gonna have Klepser. On, You're welcome uh, on the show, man. On the podcast, whatever. Anytime. Yeah, we're gonna have Nick Klepser will be a guest. We will talk solely about the college world series. Oh, dude, that's all. So to get to your question, bro, this is fucking guy asked me questions pretty much when I brought up the fact that I just like don't know anything about like radical ideology or I don't know any radicals he pretty much just stopped asking questions and like you know what I should have just fucking said that right at the very beginning and it probably would have just been over yeah what did you what the fuck did you say you're just like I, I don't know maybe <laughs> like you're just sitting there like no well at first he's asking know. questions oh what are you doing in Jordan what are you doing in Egypt studying what are you doing in Egypt hanging out with friends oh why are you coming to Israel tourism where are you going Jerusalem you going anywhere else yeah, probably to the border. Blah, 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 blah. Why are you studying Arabic? You're awfully young to study Arabic. Sir, I don't think I'm awfully young to study Arabic. That doesn't make any sense. Right, yeah, just... so basically the general... Who do you know in Egypt? Who do you know in Egypt? Uh, I don't know. I just have some friends. <laughs> Can you imagine if you would have fucking sarcastically said, like, fucking, yeah, I've got the, uh, I've got the letters from Osama... In my ass right now. I will give them to you. Just fucking, <laughs> just, just fucking run them through. Just basically, like. I think that'd be quite unwise, and I think I was already doing something a little <laughs> I unwise. I mean, you would but, probably. Uh, I, I wouldn't push it to that extent. You know, I'm no, I'm no Cohen, as I would say. You would probably, like, just end up in a padded room with Netanyahu, like taking a like a soggy fucking bag off your head. Listen here, motherfucker. Listen, listen here. <laughs> I don't even know, like, I don't, fuck, isn't he have a really deep voice? Yeah, it seems, it seems that his voice is quite deep from what I've heard him speaking. Fucking, I, I know absolutely no Hebrew, I wouldn't even know how to fucking, to make, like, to recreate that voice. I don't know any Hebrew either, really. So. Yeah. But yeah, I went to Jerusalem, I spent two days there, and I went to just historical monuments, some pretty uh, important mosques, and, uh, then I dipped. I met some friends from school that were studying there, or one friend. Mm. And uh, then I dipped and went back to Jordan. And uh, mm. that's it. Do you have an opinion on uh, what's going on in, let's say, uh, Palestine? Yeah, I have an opinion, but basically uh, the world, the world's largest like open air prison, some would say. I've I've heard it referred to as that. You know, I definitely say that. Like there is. Like a significant amount of oppression in that area, in terms of like what you would be like a normal civilian or you know a national's life, who actually someone who actually has a nationality. Yeah. But I don't have very many comments on that, to be honest. And if I was gonna make any, I would definitely probably put them in essay format because that's just too big of an issue for me to tackle and not think about it. For sure. For sure. Yeah, and this is just like this is the pilot too. I mean, we're just we're just getting into this bitch. We're, I mean, I know we're just getting into it, but like I said, we will have Elon Musk. Do not doubt, we'll have Elon Musk on the program. Hey, I'm fucking wait, man. He keeps saying Elon Musk this, Elon Musk that. 
fucking I want to bathe in Elon Musk's musk. Dude, we're at. Wait, in fact, actually, our uh, we we had Senator Bernie Sanders on before you. I don't know if you were listening. Oh, I had no clue, man. You just kind of hit me up on Facebook twenty minutes ago, and I was like, let's do it. Dude, yeah, we just got to it. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to talk and analyze with someone who has been around, and I know we've gone off on tangents, uh, I'm going to get to a few more points before we end the interview, but, you know, I would just like to say, uh, we all appreciate you here at the, uh, the Raw Dog Podcast with Anthony Johnson. Oh, absolutely, and, uh, if you, if you... Just me with minimum... Bard? Editing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man, and if you ever want to give me a holla holla... When I'm out traveling and I'm have more fresh of a travel experience, you know, I might have some more interesting content for you. For sure. Um, any uh outstanding figures, people, or uh situations you want to talk about, or outstanding figures in what? I mean, there's a lot of people. No, you're not outstanding. I'm not talking about like if you've met Stalin. Like, well, I like, mean, for if, my life, you know, outstanding figures in my life. Your friend, like your friends. I mean, you met. Uh, did you meet Muhammad Ali out there? And I'm not talking about the boxer, ladies and gentlemen. He, uh, more like a boxer serial man. But we will call him. Oh, Muhammad Ali. Yeah, you know, that guy, he's he's really special to me, man. I'm really glad I met that guy. Persian scholar. Dude, in fact, actually, uh, can you talk to him? I, I, I want to have him on the podcast. You know, I can ask him, but you're going to have to give me a little bit of preference before, you know, this guy specializes in a and something, you know, really, really interesting, but, you know, I don't know what kind of topics he likes to discuss. If you want to talk about Persian poetry, he'll talk to you about Persian poetry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll talk to him for an hour about Persian poetry. We're trying to, we're trying to get, like, we're just trying to get a plethora of, uh, of knowledge and, you know, different mindsets and opinions on here. Like, I'm going to have, we're going to have Bigfoot experts on here, <laughs> even from my hometown, which, uh, our hometown. Yeah which is known as the Bigfoot capital of Michigan. Absolutely. Hickville, USA. Uh, I prefer to call it West Branch, but uh, yeah, there is yeah. Bigfoot. Bigfoot's real. There's no evidence that Bigfoot isn't real. Uh, therefore, he must be. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's... Uh, yeah. You do, that sounds good to me. I mean... I don't even need there's evidence. Flat. I mean, like, I don't know what fucking world we're living in, but nowadays, all these people think, oh, you know, what evidence? stars, bro. The, these giant things made of this thing called gas that you can't even see. Wow, great, great way to analyze proof. You can't see it with your own fucking eyes. Jeez. Now you got these people, you know, they're just like stars and planets have you, and shit, you know, and we're in these these forces you can't see. Make your planets move. It's bullshit, bro. Oh, wait, so you believe in flat Earth? Oh, dude, absolutely. The Earth is maybe not like a big... I don't know, man. I wonder. I I wonder if you're just bullshitting for the uh, for the camera here because uh, we, in fact, have talked about this, and uh, I've never heard you ever once claim to be a flat earther. What's up? Uh, why the sudden? Well, I you know I one day I woke up and uh, I realized you know I got out of the house and taking a walk. I had Corona at this time too. You know, I was taking a Corona. <laughs> yeah, Matthew Jennings was yeah. Suppose spreading disease far more far. Uh, no, far no, no. I was just around. taking a walk, rather away from everyone. You know, a safe walk, so. good stuff. But just walking, and you know, I realized at one point your eyeballs can't see more than a certain distance away, right? And and this is the evidence yeah. that people use to say that the Earth is actually round. Because <sighs> if the Earth is flat, why wouldn't you be able to see the whole fucking thing in front of you? But their logic doesn't check out to me because of this. Because if you think about your eyeballs and how you're walking, you're on a flat plane. And you can see ahead of you, yeah. right? And you can see everything ahead of you. Yeah. But when you walk to a place that you can't see ahead of you, then you can see more ahead of you. But that's also a flat plane. It's just the whole entire you know, uh, matrix of flat planes. So you're saying this is their theory on like how what? Yeah, man, I'm just saying, like, the main theory used to prove that the Earth is not flat is actually the reason why it is flat. And it's just quite simple to me. Some people don't get it, but. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, I like I said, I will have we'll have fresh debate, healthy debate, reasonable discussion, uh, of course. Reasonable, yeah, reasonable as Chank, yeah, Chank Uger would say, uh, reasonable discussion. It's always important uh, to be reasonable. You know, we will we will probably not have the the Young Turks on, uh, probably because. Armenian genocide deniers. I mean, not even. Yeah, I mean, Iranian. Yeah, yeah. Let's. Or no, uh, Armenian. Yeah, sorry, Armenian. So we'll we'll cut that out. Uh, fuck. We'll. Uh, yeah, we're probably not gonna have them on because the they don't seem to actually want to have reasonable discussion with anyone who thinks. Hey, give me a week. I'll look at their debate style. I'll get back to you with what fallacies they use. Oh, dude, yeah. I'm not dude, saying that they use a lot dude. of fallacies, but you can assess how good they are at talking by, or their logic is by their fallacies, how reasonable they really dude, that are. that guy, so. all he says is Google it, and he all he does is chug bacon grease and say Google it. Like, that's, that's, I mean, that's the fucking most of that guy's argument. Like, I don't understand. Like, Bro, that just sounds really bizarre. I don't know why anyone would think that is a good argument at all. I mean, it seems like chugging bacon grease just, uh, Nothing I mean, I'm do. not even saying like I mean Ben Shapiro has his own like fallacies and stuff, but like when they had a debate, like I mean this was Chank Uger, he was just basically like Well you fuck go you Google it, everyone knows you know what's going on. Common knowledge, bro. And it's just like what the fuck? Like like at a certain point, like like I mean, how can you sit there and clap for that and just be like, Yeah, it's great? Like I mean this is the like intellectual we need in today's political climate. I mean, this guy. You know, I'm not even. I'm not comfortable running, making running a comment a show on Chank Uger. I don't by... know fucking guy like his style either. So, oh, it's basically, it's basically like, it's not far off of BuzzFeed news or like you know Snapchat news. People who get that Snapchat shit, news I mean, is great. What are you talking about? That's where I learned more about Black Snapchat Earth, news. Bro. It's like, why is he cheating on me? Like fucking, like I don't even know, like. Why is he cheating on you? Because you didn't find a compatible partner. You just want to find someone for specific purposes. So you deal with all the parts you don't like about them just because the pros outweigh the cons. Wow, we got Matthew Jennings. Well, you can Uh, realistically find someone Traveler, cosmopolitan, and uh, romantic uh, advisor. Oh, yeah, come to me for any romantic advice, bro. I'll get you in a relationship that'll last you a month and a half, and you'll be really happy that you left it because you'll learn a lot. All right, last question, Jennings. Um, we, I know we kind of glossed over some stuff, and it's been a long interview already. 50 I mean, minutes. Got tons to cut out of this shit. Um, yeah, let me hear it all before you, before you publish it, but yeah. Oh, JP, welcome home. Uh, the can't the make time. any promises. Why? Can't, can't make any promises. Oh, no, you got to send it to me. No. Yes. Please. No, it'll be fine. I, uh, you've got my word that nothing, nothing too bad. No, no, no. Let me hear it first. Get released. I insist, sir. Motherfucker. Son of a bitch. We're called Raw Dog with Anthony Johnson, and we're going in raw, motherfucker. Hey, you know. You will get, you will get, you will, you will receive a redacted version uh, in a reasonable amount of time. Before you publish it, we'll see. Um. Okay. So, last question. But, uh, I can't. I can't do it. Huh? You gotta give me a word. Can't do it. You can't do it. Yeah, bro. You can't do it. All right. All right. Damn it, son of a bitch, dude. You're making. The, you're gonna make this process take so fucking long. No, just uh, All right. send it to me, right. and I'll say yes or no. I'll give you my comments. Son of a bitch. Son of a whore. All right. Um, I've also got another part of this podcast to record, like the first part, first bit. Yo, yo, yo. So what was your last question? Oh, last question. Yep. Okay. So basically, uh, what was the, I guess, like, um, where were some of the, like, the, the most beautiful mosques that you visited and prayed? Uh, I think that my favorite, well, the one that I, I liked the most was Masjid al-Aqsa, and that is located, or the, the mosque of uh, Aqsa, yeah. I don't know what that translates like to, translate to in English, but 
um, you know, it's a very important mosque in, in Islam. Um, All right. Well, there is a lot of other points that I want to hit on you. I want uh, next time I want to get into the practice of Sufi, um, Sufi practices. Uh, you know, different sects of sects of Islam. What? Uh, okay maybe get into the ideology and like what the people think what the people who follow the faith think yeah i mean i guess just examples of what people you know like from certain regions uh think believe as in terms of um how they you know um, their interpretation of the Quran and the word of god Sure, I can give you some different uh, knowledge about some different topics. I mean, in fact, actually, if you want to give some now, we can just, we, we, we've got time. Yeah. Yeah, what's your specific question? Uh, okay. Um, when it comes to, like, social um, aspects, like, what are some of the general social aspects? Um, so I'll tell you that, that the first Islamic in... community that ever existed was very small. In fact, it started with one person. And uh, that was the prophet, obviously. And then after that, his, yeah. his first wife, um, who was about a decade and a half, two decades older than him, who actually proposed to him, um, was the second follower. But this, all in all, this community was, you know, very small, and uh, just a little, just a little part. It was part of an ahl. It was part of a, a family. It was just a little. It was a yeah. little uh, tribe. Part of a clan, though it's part of a more bigger clan. That's where the prophet's yeah. from, and um, you know, after what was the question again? Um, uh, what were some of the uh, the social aspects, uh, general social right, right. aspects, people you've met in the Middle East? Kind of appear, uh, so, like the most basic way you can assess this is by looking at the different sources that have been used to assess and create Islamic jurisprudence uh, over time. And you have to look at these different sources in a hierarchy of uh, authority and legitimacy. So uh, you have yeah. basically three main ways that I've discovered thus far. And if any Muslim is listening to this and has more information for me, you can go on my website and hit me up, send me more material. Actually, yeah. Do you want to plug some of your, because uh, I know you've got a blog and a uh, website and, you know, pictures and all, and all sorts of stuff there. So, I mean, if, uh, if the viewers want to check it out, like, where can they find it? Uh, so, yeah, my website's name is G-W-T-F, go with the flow, T-R-A-V-E-L, travel.net. And there you can find my videos. Right, there we go. You can find, they're short videos, some stories. You can find uh, about me tab. I don't have much on there. It's pretty basic. It, it looks nice. I have good stories. I'm working on a story right now that I'm gonna release soon. And there's a donation tab. If you want to donate like a buck or two? Go ahead. Absolutely. We want the uh, you know the raw family to definitely hit that button up. Hit him up. Couple bucks. Um, check his yeah. shit out for sure. Yeah. It helps support him and me, and it helps you know, grow the website further. For sure. And yeah, so yeah, so basically back to the topic, there's three basic sources of legitimacy. And the first one is the Quran, obviously. And anything in the Quran needs, um, is the, the most legitimate source of information. So things like uh, you can't commit us usury, which is a big thing in Islam. Um, which usury is the practice of the excessive uh, growth of wealth by not actually doing anything. So it's basically the idea of sitting on your ass and making money off of it. Um, there's been, a, you know, different oh, really? people have de developed this argument, but it basically says no usury. And that's basically something for the poor that were in the society at the time. But for this for this reason, a lot of Islamic banks today don't even have an interest on the loans they give because it's not part of the Quran. Like it says, you can't. They they interpret that usury statement. Well, we could use a little. Yeah, we could use a lot of that in uh, the United States right now. I could fucking tell you for sure. Yeah, man. You know, it's uh, it's definitely need more 
restriction or something. I don't know. It's just way different than, you know, like 6th century Saudi Arabia, but or 8th century Saudi Arabia, 7th century, my bad. But, like, that's just one of the basic things that have developed from the Quran and became actual rules later. But basically, the second Absolutely. source after that is the Sunnah Hadith. And that is the sayings and actions of Prophet Muhammad uh, over time. And those were written down and codified by um, scholars over time. And, you know, for a long time, they were passed down by uh, oral resuscitation. And at some point... Yeah, just an oral right, tradition. And then at some point uh, in one of the caliphates, they decided or some scholars decided to collect all the ones they've heard, and they started using this thing called Hadith Science. I don't know what the name of it is in Arabic, but basically what they do is go through these sayings and actions that have been recorded of the Prophet, uh -huh. and they address their validity based on things like um, this like common knowledge, you know, like about these people. If you had a line... And, you know, I'm being very basic with this, but if you had a line of people who passed down this Just certain example. sayings, they would they would yeah. uh, look at each person in the line and address, like, the, the validity or even minute details, like how that guy's memory was remembered to have served him. I know it sounds a little weird, that sentence, but, like, for instance, if a, if a guy was known to be forgetful, they wouldn't, like, trust that guy as a source. So then there's four grading systems. And only like the Sahih is what it's called. The very top ones are the ones are the sayings and actions that are mostly referenced when scholars give uh, their opinion on certain issues. So that's that's the second yeah. hierarchy okay, so. of the way that Islamic Sharia law is determined. Because this is jurisprudence. This yeah. is law right here. This is the theological law. And uh, the third way is just when there's there's something that nor neither a saying or the Quran can um, be used as a reference or evidence. They just use logic based on the logic used within the Sunnah, Hadith, and Hadith. I, this is the way I've interpreted it thus far. Like I said, if I'm not interpreting it right, any of the brothers and sisters there, just hit me up on my website. Like I said, GT. For sure, and I'm sure they will. I mean, I hope. Yeah, so those are the... Well, I mean, it seems to be... All right, but uh, but how does that imply to, like, like say what a, a, like, just a normal fucking dude on the street thinks, like... Uh, well, like I said, a lot of religious about... things earlier in the podcast, a lot of religious customs and traditions eventually become culture. So, and culture is applicable to every well, yeah, yeah, and ethnicity, right? Because uh, ethnicity people within a certain ethnicity share sure. culture. Um, so by definition, right? Um, so yeah, that's just, I mean, how it goes, you know, like these religious traditions are uh, codified into the culture and um, it just depends on the kind of ideas that are kind of floating around at the time. Does it have anything to do with like the local religious leader and uh, any, I guess in any of your findings or situations or any instances you know of? One second. Guys, dinner's done. You can eat that right now. Yeah, get it while it's warm. And there's salad. There's a bit salad, too. Um, We're keeping that in the podcast as well. For sure. Uh, what was your specific question? I'm sorry, Anthony. Uh, I was saying, how do, like, how do these teachings, uh, do they ever, um, I guess... The way it's interpreted, Sharia law, and like how they should live their life, is it ever more determined by the local religious leader that they follow per se? Like, say the person, like uh, a sheikh or uh, you know someone. Yeah, that's that's an answer. You know what I'm question. saying? You know what yeah, I'm for sure. So, like mostly Sunni, uh, which is one of the big, uh, not sects. I'm not going to say sects, but one of the big ideological movements in Islam. They believe that the Sunnah. And the Hadith and Quran should only be interpreted by uh, scholars or the learned ones, ones that actually study. But when you get into Shiaism, like, there's a lot more emphasis on local imams and leaders having, like, um, say, having say over different kind of local jurisprudence things. Um, 
So sure. I, that's as far as I've interpreted it, it's mostly an ideological kind of difference, like a foundational one. And there's other things about obviously the difference between Shiism and uh, Sunnism that are foundationally different, but in the context of jurisprudence, this is uh, one of the core differences. Yeah, I'm found. sure we could, we could have an hour conversation about just the differences. I mean, that's how diverse, like, these groups are from each other. Yeah, man. I mean, you're talking to a guy that's only read, like, six books thus far. I don't have a lot of free time to learn this crap, but when I graduate, dude, I mean, I'm going to become... I'm gonna become that's like, true, but you're young, and that's how you start off. You know what I mean? I mean, you're into journalism. You're traveling. You've seen with your own eyes more than what the average american could even probably comprehend like outside of his culture i mean we not the average i don't know you know what i mean yeah i mean i mean definitely but i would say to any american especially um one that makes a decent amount of money and is able to like if you're interested you can go do the same thing i mean there's some limitations but you can do it. So I wouldn't I wouldn't tell anyone or I wouldn't discourage anyone from going out there and figuring it out for themselves. Oh, for sure. That's not what I was getting at. I just mean like most people I've ever know ever they'll never do or experience any of those things. I mean that you you have and get like as involved into it. They're just like they'll just go places and snap some pictures and Yeah, man. I'm definitely not normal for sure. I'm definitely a fucking weirdo, but um, I'm okay with that. Oh, I'm not trying to say you're a fucking weirdo, man. I'm just saying, like, some people won't, like... I mean, they, they don't necessarily fall in love with the culture and go learn and live in, like, said, said place. Like, they just get to see, like, maybe, like, an outside glimpse of, like, what this whole entity and, like, community and, you know, situation is. Yeah, I would just say, like, when you end up in some local household and you just start communicating, you can actually have a, like conversation if you're a toddler in that language and you start to see facial emotions oh, yeah. and stuff it's just really interesting oh yeah they're just like it's basically just like having a fucking like you're just sitting there like like oh yeah so, like little sweet one fucking like like this guy doesn't know what the fuck's going on like you know what i mean like yeah mostly i didn't but like i was treated very well everywhere i went so that's nice and i'm sure your arabic's gotten a lot better since yeah, it has, thankfully, and I, um, it's going to start getting way better soon. I have to start uh, lessons Friday morning, I think. Yeah, we're going to need to re-record this podcast, and we're going to do it completely in an Arabic translation. I hope you're ready. No, <laughs> but just fucking, just roller. If you need my services, I can do basic stuff. Okay, we'll, we'll do something like that, actually. We'll have, yeah, we'll have someone in. We'll have someone on. Okay. All right. Well, Matthew Jennings, uh, it's great to have you on. Uh, I'm so thankful to have you on the show. We will definitely have you back. Um, plug your sites again. Where can we find you? Uh, Instagram, places like that, social media. For sure. Uh, just make it sweet and simple and to the point. You can find all my uh, social media stuff on my website, the social media I care to share which is my Instagram. Um, and basically everything you would ever need yeah. to, to do to interact with me as a stranger is on my website. So gwtftravel.net. Go with the flow travel. Uh, thank you for having me on the show, Anthony. I really appreciate you calling me tonight and uh, I look forward to having uh, discussions with you in the future. Oh yeah, absolutely, brother. And you know, we're just uh, we're just a, a raw podcast here. We're just oh, trying to podcast. give you like we're just trying to give the people content in the in their own times. I mean, they're stuck home and they don't want to be stuck special. home, and they're hungry we're for they're hungry for content. Dude, they're hungry for Matthew Jennings content specifically, and they're hungry for Elon Musk. They're hungry for we Elon, need Musk. Elon Musk. So Musk on this show. spam. We need we need my minions to spam. Elon Musk. Actually, no, don't. I will. Uh, that is purely satire. Uh, I'm not calling any for anyone to spam, but you know, be no Elon Musk. Nudge him in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. Just give him a little. Give him a little. Tag him. Tag him. A little push to the elbow. You know, it's a post the link. Post the link. Someone, someone put graffiti on the next SpaceX rocket. Jesus. It's comedy. It's comedy. What are you going to do?
All right, Jennings, good to have you on. Uh, definitely check out his social media. We'll have you back on soon. All right, thank you, brother. Peace out. Peace, brother. All right, that was, that was good, Jennings. When he got on a plane in Portland, Oregon last night, he was just another passenger who gave his name as D.A. Cooper. According to some estimates, we cannot track $2.3 trillion in transactions. I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Thank right. you. Now watch this drive. Position making rich. I don't, I don't have that type of riches. My riches is life. Bob, how important is, uh, is the gunja to arrest yeah. the man? Gunja is a bird. This is earth.